Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. It is a short week, so the Saints got back in the middle of the night, so they have automatically begun work on the Green Bay Packers. So we are thrilled to have a couple of former Saints coaches. Rick Venturi will join us first and then Jim Mora a little later in the show and Coach Rick Venturi joins us now. Coach, uh, first off, it's been ages for you and I. How are you doing? And welcome to the show. Well, I'm doing really well. I'm still at the plate here in, in, in Colts land. You know, I do the games and uh, podcasts and a lot of other stuff. And, you know, I guess I've gone over to the dark side, as they say. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. I stay productive. And, you know, we had a win, which is a big deal for a very young team and a young quarterback. So, you know, things are good. We're going to Baltimore on Sunday, so we're kind of going from the shallow end to the deep end. So I, I'm I'm well aware that you live in, you know, like I do, I live in a one-team world. There could stuff happen outside the world, and I'm like, I don't know. If it didn't happen in the Saints, you know, I, I don't know about it. But you did, you know, and I know there's some – special feelings towards the Saints and I know that when we asked you on the show that you you know you did so, you did your research because I know you uh <laughs> there's and I know coaches and there's no such thing as an ugly win and I don't even like to say that because I, a win is a win is a win and the Saints went on the road where they've struggled in week two and came away with a W and quite frankly in week 17 nobody's going to ever point back to this game no, that's exactly right. You you never apologize for a win. They're very very difficult to to get, uh, you know, and very very tough in the division, on the road. Um, what is most interesting, and Bobby and I have had these conversations the last couple of years, is to see the transition in the Colts. I mean, in the Saints, <laughs> I'll get that confused every once in a while. They are my two teams. But, um, you know, in the sense that in the great era with Drew, you know, a lot of those games were in the 40s. I mean, it was an offensive show and, you know, hang on as best you could. And that's totally transitioned now to where, you know, the Colt or the Saints are legitimate uh, defense. I mean, number four just in two weeks, but this has been consistent two weeks and four, four in total five in scoring defense. And you saw that again last night. And I think the offense just watching that last night will only grow, you know, with Thomas back and, and Olave, you know, and, 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 you know, the Taysom Hill effect was there last night. And I really like Derek. I've played against Derek a million times and, you know, he struggled in that first half. He had the one bad inter interception, but he put it behind him and did enough in that second half to win. And yeah, I, that's a big win. And like I said, the defense is going to be really good. And I think the offense there, I, I think they're just going to get better, to be honest with you. Now, uh, Coach, when you look at, uh, and you being the defensive mind, and, and we've talked about this, uh, okay, what's winning football? And you look defensively. I know whether you force in a three and out or if you can get off the field on third down, uh, that you get extra possessions, and that is uh, monumental. Well, if you look at the Saints, uh, 
they've won the past two games. Uh, teams are only uh, that being the Titans, and and, and obviously uh, looking at the game yesterday uh, against the Panthers, only six for twenty-six on third down. I mean, uh, that, just about winning defense, and then you get where all of a sudden. Uh, you know, uh, a Saints record beat the Dawn Patrol when I was playing in 1991. You know, uh, nine straight games held an opponent to 20 points or fewer. Now it's going to 10 straight games, allowing less than uh, 20 points to its opponents. That's the longest such streak. And, and, and I take the case in point that shame on uh, Derek Carr and the offense and Coach Carmichael. If we hold every opponent to 20 points, we should win, damn it. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, ab- absolutely. You know, in, in, in my day, a few years ago, you know, in the, in the 212s and 213s, you know, we always felt like that if you held people to 17, um, you know, that was, that was definitely that you, you were a playoff team. I, I'd have to move that up a little bit now. I think now playoff scoring, you got to be, if, um, from an offensive standpoint, you got to be around 24, 25. And so defensively, I, I think now the objective is, is 20 or less. And, you know, and I think the key issue is, and, and you just hit it, it's, it's really all about points given up. You know, you can, you can give up yardage, but if you keep the point total down, you always give your team a chance to win. And, you know, the three areas that I look at are red zone defense. You know, I've been with defenses that were middle of the pack, but they were real good in the red zone, and that keeps the point total down. I always say threes don't beat you. And then I think a, a law statistic uh, that I really study, and we've really struggled here with this, is fourth quarter defense. You know, you, the, the NFL has become – it probably always was, but I think last year was a record-setting differential. Uh, it's a one-possession game. <laughs> and, you know, there are freaks that basically – you're going in the last 10 minutes, and it's a one-possession game. So I think a hidden statistic that I now always study is your fourth-quarter defense. And then the final thing is you, you get the ball back, is, is create turnovers. Um, you know, again, the turnover differential, um, very seldom, very seldom is that, is that a, a, not a winning formula. I think, the, you know, and you remember them well, but uh, the greatest show on turf Rams – uh, are one of the you know one of the anomalies on that because they just scored so many points. But basically, if you win the turnover differential, you're going to win most games. That's why I look at even uh, last year, Coach Ventura. It's amazing the Saints won seven games. They were minus eleven. I'm like, yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> I yeah. thought they'd have won three or four games. Minus eleven, they were seven and ten. And then you look right now, we uh, we were even, but you plus one after two games. Can you? get on the plus side, and then you look at the different factors like you previously uh, were mentioning, and you think at this day and age how it leans towards the offense to have success. I mean, this going back to even last season uh, in the Eagles game, and now they score with about a minute left, a touchdown. Yeah. But it's hard in the NFL to play basically eight quarters and not give up a touchdown. I mean that's no, why that's why I'm optimistic where the Saints are at right now. Oh, I would I would, uh, to me I think you're definitely optimistic and defense is that that's not a surprise right now with the Saints. I mean you go you you play the Saints you know you're not going to get a lot of points and going back to that differential I'm going to give you a tale of the tape here in 2021 the the Indianapolis Colts were second in the league with a plus 
15, with a plus 14 turnover ratio, and we had a winning season. We melted down in the last couple of weeks and didn't get the playoffs, but we had a winning season. Last year in 22, we went from second to 32nd. We went minus 13, and we literally just fell off the table. But, you know, to me, just watching it last night, and, and you know, like Mike said, I, I haven't, you know, I, I live in this tunnel up here. So, you know, I, I, I don't I haven't watched a ton of it. I do follow it because they are will always still be my club. But, um, you know, I, I just looking at it last night, I would be very optimistic because defense travels well. It doesn't go away. And I think the offense will only get better. I, I think I thought Carr played a little tight in the first half. I thought like it, it's like sometimes and you did it well, but. You know, sometimes you got to push it deep early. You know, and just loosen them up and loosen yourself up. Rick, don't don't feed the ego, please, please don't feed the ego. That's, that's like <laughs> oh, there's listen, a sign. I, don't I feed, the, don't feed the animals well, at the well, zoo. Well, don't even, feed the ego. Well, even if you're not completing it, uh, just throw it deep to keep I'm the right. quarterbacks honest. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> and I'll, with you. I'll tell you what, and and I cry for it here. Uh, we got a kid that can do it, but we struggle at receiver, but. If you look at the league today, the trend, and it's a lot of it is because of the movement quarterbacks, the influence of the Saturday game and the option and the stretch, you know, the Jalen Hurts, the Lamar Jacksons, our kid now, uh, AR5. I mean, you know, they're changing the landscape of the game, and what they're doing is they're forcing defenses to basically play almost eight and a half guys inside the numbers to close the edges. Well, in your day, Bobby, we would have – we would have died to have single coverage on the outside and if you if you study the game today it is mostly single high i mean the, the family of defenses have crept in there and so i'm, I'm kind of going back to your statement i cry for it here i just think that you have to take x amount of shots on the outside and even if you don't make it you have to stretch the defense you know i what we practiced against philadelphia for two days this year and it was just an eye-opener to me because, you know, we put eight up there. We stopped the run. We stopped Hurts. This is in practice. But all of a sudden, it was like five balls over the top to A.J. Brown and to Devontae Smith. And it, very quietly, <laughs> that was about 35 points. You know, and in a practice, you don't, you don't do that. But if you look at the evolution of the defense today, it's gone all back to that single high. So you, and you've got the receivers to win one-on-one on the outside. Got to take a break. It's a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show, along with former Saints coach Rick Venturi. We'll have Jim Moore at top of the hour, Bobby Aberry's at the Silver Slipper, Mike Hoss in studio back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It is a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. The Saints busy working on the Packers this week. We've got Rick Venturi, former Saints coach with the Colts, and now he's part of the broadcast team with the Colts. But... I want to ask you a couple of questions. So, Bobby, cool your jets a minute. Uh, the first one is, uh, you know, we, we lost a dear friend recently. Uh, Steve Sidwell uh, just 
the best. He had the most low growlers at an indication. <laughs> you know, I, but he was just, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, there was a there was a relationship between coaches and media then that I don't think exists now. What what for whatever, and you were a part of that. It was just it was he was such a good guy. Oh, let me, I'm going to just put off your question for for 35 seconds because I want you and Bobby to make sure that when Jim comes on there that you thank him for me. Jim Jim resurrected my career at its lowest ebb and gave me a chance to come down there to a great city and coached for a decade in New Orleans, and I'm everlastingly thankful to him, and you make sure you uh, give that. Uh, Steve was – Steve. Steve always called me Rumi. We uh, we actually, believe it or not, we did not cross paths in New Orleans. We crossed paths in Indianapolis. Uh, the two of us uh, were together in '84, um, and we we first moved to Indianapolis. And all of a sudden, it's Steve and I are together, and we're sharing an office. We we first we didn't have a complex in the beginning. We were in some little schoolhouse. And he used to call me Rumi all the time, and he just one of the greatest guys. He will be so missed by so many. And his son Scott, you know, lived next door to me in New Orleans, and you know, he's really like another son to me. But Apple Sid doesn't was, fall far Trump from the tree. I can tell no, you. No, 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 no. You know, just a great family. Sid was just a tremendous human being, and obviously a tremendous football coach. I mean, the defenses that they put together and he put together in New Orleans were legendary, you know, the Dome Patrol. And just a fabulous guy. You know, we we stayed we stayed in contact for a long time. He's that old guard. He's he's just one of us and uh it's just, it's really sad. It's almost hard to believe that he's gone. Yeah. Um, and the second thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to get into the why but I am going to I assume it's not the first time you've said it, but there's a, there's a statement that I often repeat. And it, you know what it's coming, right? And I'm is, not sure. I made a lot of it. It's okay. It's, it is, hey, you stood up there and you went, hey, somebody's got to drive this train. And it was a long time ago. And forget about the reason why, but somebody's got to drive this train. And I, I say that all the time, usually to my kids or my wife or something. But, you know, uh, is, is, that, is there an yeah. origination for that for you? Yeah, I re- I remember it like yesterday. Those are things that you never forget. It was, you know, Jim just, you know, he had had enough, and he just unexpectedly left. And I had only, you know, I had just come to New Orleans. I, I had just come in the spring. You know, I mean, the way the crow flies, I think I was there seven, about like seven weeks. And when Jim left, it was chaotic. And, you know, what happened was I think initially – uh, Bill wanted to go with somebody in the personnel department as the head coach. And if you remember accurately, the staff rebelled against that. And they said, no, we want a, one of our own. And Rick has done it in Indianapolis, and we feel like he can do it here. And so my first statement, because one thing is, and I knew this with experience, is regardless of what the situation is before if you if you want any success at all, you have to take over and you have to fill the leadership void that's now gone. And, you know, that was the origin of somebody's going to drive this train and it's going to be me. And that was just an attempt, Mike, at that point in time, really to let everybody know that we wouldn't have a leadership void 
whatever happens, we would we would drive this train. All right, Bobby, I know you're dying over there. Go ahead. Take no, it away. No, and then, uh, no, 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 I'm interested in those stories because I, I was with the Falcons at the time, <laughs> you know, with Coach Venturi, I, I'm sure. You know, I remember those days. Uh, you know what I like, Coach Venturi? All I know is when I was with the Saints, uh, we usually beat the Falcons. When I was with the Falcons, we beat the Saints. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, again, again, so uh, – you know, the, the truth might hurt a little bit, but I just like that I was on the winning side, uh, but whatever. You know, talking about a leader, uh, Coach Ventura, how about uh, uh, leading by example? Because uh, he's kind of shy, doesn't want to really talk to the media. But I know you got to be a big fan of Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know if he's uh, the best, but he's definitely in that conversation. You know, I don't know, top two or three, whatever. In week one, uh, he allowed nine receiving yards. In week uh, two, he allowed six receiving yards, uh, you know, when he's like the nearest uh, defender in coverage. I mean, Lattimore, to me, is not even close. The greatest Saints cornerback in history. Now, I played with Dave Wehmer and all that, and uh, that was probably the weakest position as far as the Saints Hall of Fame. But Marshawn Lattimore, he's amongst the best of the best. I I don't know your evaluation of him, but, but I think he's that good. Well, he he is a premier. Uh, he would definitely be in the conversation for the very best. Um, I love the way he plays, you know, and I love the way he goes about it. I mean, when he makes a play, um, it, it, he you know he's been there before. He's not he's not trying to create a brand. His brand is great football, and in my opinion, and I have tremendous admiration for that position. I've coached it. I believe in it. I think there's more pressure on those guys today than there's ever been because the style of play is there. And a guy, if you have a shutdown corner today, which he is, he's the closest thing to a shutdown guy, I mean, they are money in the bank because then that allows you to do so much else. It allows you to load the run against these movement guys, which you're going to see as you keep going on. You'll see it here in a few weeks when you come to Indianapolis. And then what it also does is allows you to increase your pressure package because if you feel confident with a guy like Lattimore, at least on one side, you know that you know you can lean the other way and bring a lot of folks after that quarterback. We are speaking with former Saints coach, former interim head coach, Colts. He's been around the league for a long time now, part of their broadcast. Just an all-around great guy, Rick Venturi. One more break. Got to step aside. It is the Saints Coaches Show, special edition here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Special edition of the Saints Coaches Show, along with former Saints coach, former Colts coach, former Rams coach, Rick Venturi. And, Rick, i got to ask you a couple of just quick ones. First off, yes or no, somebody texted, do you still ride your motorcycle? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> right. Fig- figured that was so. Uh, and secondly, and I think Bobby, well, well, hopefully we'll get to the Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew, whatever. I know just the, the game has changed. But the game has changed, which leads me to Taysom Hill shows up at your doorstep in the mid-90s or early 2000s. It's, it's different, right? I mean, he's, he's – yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, I think it is different. And uh, I think they're finding that rhythm again with him. Um, you know, Sean had done a really good job. I mean, the game is changed. You know, we now the, – the NCAA game – has come to Sunday. Uh, not everybody has it. Uh, you know, you're probably not in that situation, but you have a guy like Hill that you can interchangeably use in there so you can get the effect 
and you can make a pe- people prepare. I mean, he was critical in that first half when it was tight last night, and he's, he's a monster with the ball in his hand. So what you're getting is you're getting the luxury of a Saturday night, of the Saturday game, and yet you have a classic drop-back passer who didn't have a great game last night. But if you, if you look at Carr's background, he's had a ton of winning fourth-quarter drives to win games, and that's going to be important to you as you go on. Yeah, the, you know, Coach Venturi, since he came into the league, he's number one in the NFL in most uh, fourth-quarter uh, comebacks and uh, last drives. Number yeah. one. Yeah, uh, number so, one. Uh, I, I mean, uh, you want that uh, to be that closer. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not that old. But Jim Thorpe, I'm mean, I look at Taysom Hill. <laughs> I mean, anybody that can run back a kickoff or, or, or block a punt or throw a forward pass in the NFL – catch a pass, the way he runs, can run around you, run over you. I mean, I, I, I have not witnessed, now you might try and copy this, but I have not seen uh, like a version of Taysom Hill. Even though you think all these great athletes, uh, I, I've not seen someone as tough and as fast as skilled as a Taysom Hill and what he can bring at the NFL level. I mean, truly a Swiss Army knife, jack of all trades. Yeah, I say you're exactly right, and particularly with that physicality. If our guy can stay whole at six five, at six four and a half, two forty five, four four one. If our guy can stay whole, he's the same kind of guy. Most of these quarterbacks that are great athletes are what I call playground players. They're elusive, you know, movement guys. This guy, our guy, will run over you, and you know we'll see that matchup here in a few weeks in Indianapolis. And I really can't wait for it. I'll just say if you guys are there, but man, please stop and see me in the press box. Oh, uh, we will. Uh, and we'll be there October 29th. Uh, just it'll make it easier on you. We get in on Saturday, probably get some St. Elmo's reservations, seven ish, because I'm sure that won't be difficult. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Actually, it, we'll never, we'll never be that great city in New Orleans in terms of, of eating joints. But I will say this: from the time I left here, and like I forget whatever it was, and. 93 and when i came back in 212 really the downtown indianapolis has been revitalized you guys i think you'll be surprised when you see the vibrance on a saturday night here don't get me wrong hey new orleans well we appreciate your time as always and you were always one of those just good solid just like steve silwell just good solid guys best of luck and especially since you're in the booth now and not uh you know not, not down on the sidelines and we will see you in indianapolis we'll see you guys thanks All a right. lot thank you, coach Ventura. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 